Pickaxe. Folks, welcome to Dungeons and Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season or arc has a new set of groups and stories all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. Welcome, friends, to High Rollers Presents The Curse of Strahd, a gothic horror adventure of chills, thrills, and many blood spills. I am your Dungeon Master, Mark Humes, and the players joining me are as follows. Chris Trott as Jesper the Vistani Bard, Kim Richards as Shadows Beyond the Veil, a tabaxi cleric, Katie Morrison as Rose Venandi, the Human Ranger, Tom Hazel as Xeros Mistan, the Dragonborn Fighter, and Rhiannon Gower as Ziki Mistan, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. Last time on Curse of Strahd, the party traveled to the town of Alaki, a supposed safe haven and place to gather their thoughts after their mysterious and traumatizing events since their arrival in Barovia. Along the old Svalik Road, the group's horses are attacked by a pair of direwolves who nearly succeed in killing one of Jesper's beloved horses. Shadow Beyond the Veil intercedes and halts the icy grip of death. Arriving at Valaki's gates, the party were at first refused entry due to the presence of the Dragonborn and the Tabaxi, a frightful rarity to the people of Barovia. However, with the arrival of the town's Burgomaster, they are welcomed inside. Burgomaster Fiona Wachter and her husband Nikolai welcome the group and assure them that it is safe from the monsters outside and leave them to explore and find lodgings within the walled town. Jesper and Ismark lead the group to an inn they know, but find it has been closed and left abandoned. But a raven makes a trade with Ziki, giving up a key to the house, and inside the party finds something unexpected. And that is where we begin today's session. The door to the Blue Water Inn is open, and you have stepped inside. And as you make your way in you are approached by two figures. One is a human man dressed in dirty and tattered priestly robes. Uh, he carries a, a mace at his, in one hand and clutches a holy symbol in the other, a symbol of a, a rising sun. His hair is unkempt, his eyes are wild, he looks partially starved, uh, and he issues a, uh, a warning Get back! Get back, you servants! You servants of darkness! Uh, as he thrusts the holy symbol and the mace uh, in your direction. And stood next to him, radiating with golden light, stands a skeleton. 
brought to life by magic, each of its bones inscribed with detailed fine script and glowing with a white radiant light. A sense of goodness and protection washes out from this being um, into the inn itself, and it stands next to him and raises a hand. I will not allow evil here. Speaks. And that is where we begin today's episode. Now, correct me. Uh, just just enlighten me. Who was the first to go mm-hmm. into the door of this inn? Uh, Zeke, I believe. Nah, it's Zeke all you, really. had the key. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Zeke got the key and then you opened it and stepped inside. Because you did feel this, this overwhelming sense of safety and goodness emanating from this yeah. building. Um, you and Shadow both kind of felt this divine presence here. Hey. Um, uh, sorry to intrude. I'm so sorry. We thought this was abandoned. Um, hi. <sighs> Ziki. The, 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 the human man looks with wild eyes, struggling to take in your unusual form, something that he clearly d- has never seen before. Um, and you see him kind of struggling for a moment. Um, and you can see now that the, the moment of panic has passed. His arms are trembling and he seems very frail and weak. Um, and he barely manages to rasp out just like, ah, you, have you have you been sent by Wakta? Are you here to kill me? To take the bones? I will not allow it. I will defend it with my life. Oh no no we're not here to hurt you at all. No, we just we were just looking. We're just looking. Um I have some friends with me. Um and I'll turn around and gesture to friends. the guys. Uh, there's there's some there's there's somebody in here. Um You can see know, this light um, like from behind Zeke, you can see this glowing holy light emanating. We're you step we're forward, not, Rose? Um We're not here um, as servants of darkness, I can assure you. You are, Please. you are human, unlike yes. your, fr- your friend. And he points at Zeke. You are not sent yes. by the. You have not been sent by the Burgomaster. None of none of my party here have any connection to this town thus far, or the devil. Are, uh, we are. You are, we you are strangers. Just to as these new lands. here. Yes. <gasps> yes. We've learned a lot so far. <gasps> He brings the holy symbol to his chest and in deep, ragged breaths, you see he actually just collapses and sits down, um, his kind of frail body no longer able to kind of keep him standing. The the bones simply stand there. Uh, the jaw doesn't move, but this voice kind of echoes out. I will not allow evil in this place. And it just raises its hand up again, repeating what it said before. If you are not a servant of evil, then you are welcome here. But quickly, do not let others see you enter. If you are to be here, then enter and shut the door. It must not, this sanctuary must not be penetrated. What's going on? I can't see. Ichmark, is that the innkeeper? I don't know, I can't see. There's some sort of light. At this Can moment, Zeke and Rose are kind of crowding the door. And... 
I mean, yeah, you can start pulling them in. Yeah. Like, it's just a doorway yes. into, like, a, the common room of a tavern. You know, you yeah. could start pulling people in. There are um, lots of round tables with chairs kind of up on top of them as if the place was closed. Um, there is a very thin amount of... There's a small amount of dust kind of that has settled. Um, you can see a lot of places have been... Lots of furniture have been covered with broad sheets of cloth. The windows have all been barred from the inside, wooden boards nailed in. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can start funneling people inside. And as they do, you see the same thing as everyone else. You see this kind of ragged-looking fellow uh, sat on the floor, um, uh, a mace kind of fallen to the, the wooden floorboards beside him, and then this standing, glowing skeleton um, that radiates this light. What? What is that? I'm <gasps> guessing this isn't normal here, then. Well, Esper? no, a, a skeleton that's radiating a glow. What oh. sort of abomination is this? Is this okay. a strad construct or something? No, 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 it is quite the opposite, dear Fastani. It is no friend of the devils, nor of the Wachters. Right. Oh, I, what is it I, then? Do you have water? Anyone? Water? Food? Anything? Uh, my Give. wagon has uh, some things, I think. I have some rations, yes. Here. Please. I'm gonna hand, hand out my rations. Yeah, he, he takes the food especially, and uh, he, he, just in a starved kind of frenzy, he begins shoveling it into his mouth. Um, you can see there is this you know, small tears forming in the corner of his eyes as he kind of begins eating um, and then quickly takes uh, a water skin or any sort of, like, liquid offered to him and drains that just as quickly. I have that too, yeah. <sighs> yes. Thank Slow. you. Strange Slow. creature. You don't want to get It has been cramps. days. <sighs> I will gladly suffer cramps in exchange for not starving to death. I thought that I was done for. I thought that I would have to brave the town once more. Leave it undefended. The town? What is wrong with the town? You must have. Perhaps you have. Perhaps you have not met them yet, but this town is. This town is not as it appears. It is ruled by a woman of evil, malicious intent, of murderous intent. A woman who serves not one devil, but two. My name is Father Lucian. I once looked after the church here, the Church of St. Andrew, although I hear that it is no longer, it no longer has that name, nor that it should. These bones you see, these are holy relics, animated through a dark magic that I had no control over, but it seems to have retained its, its protective nature, its, its hallowing. It is the only thing keeping the vampires, and worse away it's consecrated this place Vampires. but what are you doing here why how did you get in this place was locked I, I, I locked it and the key I, I, I threw it away ravens raven gave us the key raven raven perhaps perhaps he is part of the family perhaps Yes, uh, you must have done something to earn its trust, then, the raven. 
They are not normally Apparently, trusting Ravens are an omen of good here. They're lucky. So, yes, we've seen, yes, they we've are, seen yes. a few now. Perhaps there is. Perhaps then you have been brought here for a reason. I recognize at least two of you, and he gestures towards Ismark and Irina. You are the children of the Burgomaster and Barovia. I, I remember you when you were small. Uh, uh, your names escape me. It has been some time. Um, Irina kind of steps forward. Uh, she offers some food that she's taken from a pack, kind of in supplement to what Shadow's given. I don't remember you, Father, but uh, uh, I is Mark? He's like, I remember something of, of a father when I was a young boy. Uh, I am Ismark. This is my sister Irina. Yes, we are. We are Kolyana's children. Were, are, are Kolyana's children. Um, these are, these friends of ours, they rescued me and my sister and uh, they're here to slay the devil. They're here to, to, to end our curse. Uh, end the curse on Barovia. But, uh, Father, we could... Uh, you say that this place is protected. Could we stay here? Is this is it alright if we remain here? You are no allies of the devil, or of Wachter, then yes. The, the bones of Santandro would not have allowed you to enter if, if you were not, so yes. But you must keep it safe. We must keep the doors closed, the windows must remain barred. You must limit your comings and goings... Uh, I'm not sure how much, how strong its effects will be. Come, come, sit. There is only, there is only a few bottles of wine that remain and little or no food. But uh, there are beds here and uh, there are, it is safe if nothing else. Uh, Lucian, was it? Yes, Father Lucian, yes. Of, Father uh, Lucian. Of the Morning Lord. My apologies. Uh, you mentioned the Burgomaster here in Velaki. That she is corrupted by two devils? There are two? Yes. What do you mean by that? Yeah, one you know. One you know. The devil who rules from Castle Ravenloft. Yes. We all know him, of course. But Fiona Wachter, she has only recently become the Burgomaster after she murdered the previous Belokovich. She killed him and his family, and then took his position in a night of murder and debauchery. She has, she has made some sort of deal with a creature uh, of a realm beyond Barovia, a devil, a fiend that has given her powers and servants, and given life to her dead husband. Oh. oh now she has ensorcelled much of the town. I did wonder about that one. Had uh, you've a touch seen them, of the murder about him. Yes, he was once a good us. man. I'm not surprised. Fiona is... It is difficult. She, her... She overtook the town through murder and death. Many good guards and good people lost their lives, but now she welcomes others. Claims that the town is safe. In a way, she is right. Strahd has not attacked it. The wolves leave it alone. 
But there is something darker going on here. Uh, a plot that I have not been able to foresee or, or fathom. She has servants, beings of strange power, vampire spawn of Strahd himself. But she allows the people to do what they wish. She encourages them. She gives them food, drink, safety. Uh, I do not know what she is planning. She tried to kill me, and she killed many of my flock, many of the good people in this town. Whatever it is, it is not good. She mentioned the Church of the Ruby Rod. A new name that she has given to my temple, my church, once blessed to the Morning Lord. I do not know what this name that she has given it means, but it is no longer a holy place. Perhaps it refers to the fiend she has made a pact with. That would be appropriate, I suppose. Strange creature. Um, I am weary. I apologize. My mind is... I have been here on my own without much food and water apart from what I could scrape. I am glad that you are here. Please. But I think I need to... You must understand yes. that yes, we, are, we are friends, all of us. Although some of us may seem strange to you and people of Barovia, we are all allies here, especially in front of St. Andrew's Bones. We have been tested, have we not? You are safe with us. Well, the effect that he projects, it does not stop... It does not stop people with ill intent, but creatures, undead, fiends, those clockwork men, they cannot enter. But I do trust you. If nothing else, I have little choice. You are the first friendly, the first faces that I have not tried to kill me in some time. So I have what no. What do you know about those? I have nothing um, left. The clockwork I, men. That I, you mentioned. Not much. Not much. They came with Fiona to attack the church. They killed many of the previous guards. I don't know where she got them or how they function. She just had them uh, along with these vampires and devils that she used to overrun the town. It's like her little personal army. Whatever guards survived have sworn allegiance to her, perhaps unwittingly, perhaps, perhaps willingly, I don't know. But the clockwork men, no, they are not natural. I've never seen anything like them before in my life. And the closest that I could think of is some of the toys that that that, bestray, that strange Blinksy fellow created. I saw a few wind-up dolls and monkeys, but nothing like that. That is far beyond a toy maker's skill. I'm just nudging Rose. I, to- I told you. I, I said... <laughs> I, I know, I know. The toy thing is weird. It's creepy. It's very creepy. I think that is... Yeah, I, I'm afraid of that. He points a shaking hand at the dragonborn siblings. You are... Yeah, I sense from one of you, and he points at Zeke, there is... I sense a joy, and a sense of purity within you, but this one, and he points towards Zeros, you seem... Uh, seem more of a soldier than anything else. 
I am um, strange. Different paths. Strange Maybe to be allied by. But we've yes. taken very different, yeah, routes, I suppose. Well, I am merely glad that beings of your kind are here to assist and not enemies. You look formidable. Oh, they are. Bones. <laughs> he kind of gestures to the bones. I have no control over them, but they do not seem to do much. They just keep this place safe. As long as it still stands, I think that... Well, I believe that we are mostly safe here. Oh, what are you anything protecting? else you wish to know? Are you asking the skeleton? <laughs> Zeros? I'm asking, are you asking I'm asking both of them. I am... I... He looks He looks very sad at this question. You kind of see his eyes droop, his shoulders slump. It was my duty to protect the people of Valaki, and I feel I have failed in that. I have... I have not protected their souls, at least. As for St. Andrel, St. Andrel was once a, a figure, a hero who stood against the Devilstrad. But he was slain. His remains were recovered, and the Morning Lord sought fit to bless them. For years they remained beneath my church, protecting it, hallowing it. And then just before Fiona launched her coup, a young gravedigger, a boy that I had taken in, he stole them, leaving the church defenseless against the supernatural. I fled, and Milovage, he regretted what he did. He aided me in claiming the bones again. But by then we had found them in this state. Uh, some sort of a young necromancer had animated them. It is strange the spells should not have lasted this long. My understanding of their magic is the necromancer is needed to keep the spell functioning, but the bones just remain in this state. I, I don't understand its purpose. <laughs> This is great. The bones, uh, yeah, the bones look at Xeros. Uh yeah, the bones look at Xeros and it just its head kind of creaks and its dark sockets stare in your direction, and it is just bones kind of barely held together. It looks at you. Uh protect. Protect life. Well, we're not too different then. Different. Zero's bonding with the skeleton. He's making friend. It's the first friend. 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 I know. Friend. He's, he's spoken more to the skeleton than he has to any of us. And it, Including his own so, sister. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Just nod. It nods. And then we do a Both secret fist. high five handshake thing. Yeah. <laughs> The, the skeleton does seem to be probably, like, you see its head twist up, and it it almost, it's hard to tell where it's looking, because it just has these dark eye sockets, but you could swear it's looking at one of Xeros' swords. It, it's like looking at the three swords on his back, and you, it, you get this sense that it's looking at them, and then it looks back to Xeros. 
Well, don't you let him feel that? <laughs> Maybe we're not friends. <laughs> They're my sorts. <laughs> friends, <laughs> <shit> my friends. <laughs> uh, Irina kind of like gestures to all of you, just like I, I don't know what you intend to do next, my companions, but. It does seem that this is at least a safe moment. If what Father Lucian says can be believed, perhaps it is best if Ismark and I remain here whilst you decide what you wish to do next. Uh, Jesper, I know it is a, a difficult memory, but Madame Ava, she seemed to be guiding all of you towards something before what happened. Yes. Perhaps that is what you should pursue? If there is any way that I can be helpful, of course I will, and Ismark, I know, will pledge himself to whatever cause you have, but we are now beyond our experience. I know little of the world outside of outside of our village. We, we follow your lead, my companions, my friends. Whatever it is that you wish to do next, whichever way that you wish to stop the devil, we're with you, but this decision is yours. You're right. We must take action. And our best course was Madame Eva and her guidance. And somehow I need to finish the reading that she started to give us a fighting chance, you know, to know where to go. She gave us two. And we all remember the cards. What? No, we all wrote down, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have. have Yes, yes, but... uh... <laughs> what uh, what were the two that she revealed? Uh, you understand her readings better than any of us, I imagine. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Shadow. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you give Chris Trot a cool role in the story, and what does he do? He fucking forgets. <laughs> 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 oh god, <laughs> Mark! I got a quick question. I bet I bet sure. some people in chat. You can give Chris Trot some time to like ponder okay, on things. I, I, yeah, I, sure. Yeah, um, I do have the cards written down, by the way, Trot. Um, yeah, no, I know you do. <laughs> given, given um, Shadow's God, mm. and given Saint Lucian's God, would mm. the bones really? not be a bit funny towards Shadow? No. They don't appear to be. Okay. No. It's weird. They don't appear to be perturbed. One thing, like... Well, actually, I suppose you've not used your Eyes of the Grave and stuff like that yet, but, I mean, yeah, this it's clearly an undead creature, but it is, yeah, imbued with this hallow, holy magic that is very odd. Um... But yeah, yeah. You, I mean, the 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 Morning Lord. I think that Shadow uh, and Zeki as well. The Morning Lord that he refers to. Now, you both know that in Faerun, in Toril, um, the Forgotten Realms universe, you know that the Morning Lord is often called Lathlander, which is one of the yeah. gods, one of the gods of that realm. But the symbol that Lucian is holding up is slightly different. It, it doesn't quite match Lathander's symbol. It's similar, but. You don't know if this is like a Barovian interpretation of Lathlander or if this is a different god. You don't really know. Um, but there's definitely similarities there. But yeah, like Shadow, yeah, maybe that's something that is kind of like, you're like, why is this thing not freaking out mm. more at me? But it, it doesn't mm. doesn't seem to be perturbed. Okay. Go on, Tom. 
Can I... Like, this dude's looking at my sword. That's fine. Can yeah. I instead bring out what I've written down on my character sheet as Strahd's danger dagger? <laughs> the, yeah. um, the shadow yeah. dagger. And see how it responds yep. to that. The red blade... The, the crimson bladed dagger. Hmm. Uh, uh, and would you hold that. it out to the skeleton? Yeah, because see what it does with it. The, the bones, dagger, the bones look it. down. It looks, it kind of, the, the skull creaks down towards it. Tilts the skull. Profane. Ooh. Stench of fiends. Hmm. Not I'll put it away. fit for a warrior. Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's, that weapon seems quite unusual, my draconic friend. Uh. Strahd's shadow attacked us. You survived. Impressive. Carried this weapon? A shadow with a weapon? It was used on Madame Ava. Madame Ava. Ah, the Vistani, the, the fortune teller. I have heard of her. I'm sorry to hear if she has suffered. Yes, and the Vistania no longer allies of Strahd. We are obviously given passage that... outside of Barovia. His eyes go wide at that. The Vistani have been cut off from the outside. Yes. You have been entrapped within the mists. We are as an enemy as you are. That is... That is... For centuries, that pact has been honored by Strahd. That is bizarre. Yes. As not like him. As foul as he is, he has always been a man of his word. To revoke it as such is grievous. Well, who knows what his intentions are. All I know is Madame Ava yes. was trying to take a stand and sent me to find these people to do something about him. I... Whatever aid I can offer, I have a little magic. And once I knew how to... Once when I had my strength, I could wield a hammer and a shield, but I will need some time before I am fit to fight again. But my magic, what I have, is at your disposal. The prayers of the Morning Lord are still answered here, even if others do not feel his presence. So, uh, for example, that dagger you carry, I could uh, analyze it for you if you wish. I can heal wounds, um, answer questions that you may have. Thank you. Friends, what do you think is the best course of action? Do... Shall I try and finish mm -hmm. the reading? 
What do you need to do to, to attempt that? Is there anything that you need that we can help with? I think... Adam Ava works in mysterious ways, and she's been alive for who knows how long. She's very wise, and she had a very methodical system. She tapped into something that no one else has the power to do. But she saw something in me, at least, and we've got nothing else. I just need to be able to recreate. Tap into her energy, somehow, and... Follow the same path that she was trying to show us. Through the carts. I don't know how to do it, but... <laughs> I guess the best we can do is... Follow exactly what she did and continue it. I say we begin. Okay, so the first two were... Absolutely... <laughs> these do you ones. need... Do you need the exact cards, or do you start again? Because uh, remember, it was the one with the man with the knives. Remember, stabby, stabby. And that torturer. was the first to be drawn. The torturer. <laughs> yes. And then the one... Show me the cards, Jesper, so I can refresh my memory. Oh, yep. One second. <laughs> Let me find the torturer. Torturer. <laughs> torturer. I mean, I can just tell you what the cards were as well. It was I the Abjura as well. It was the wizard, was, the Abjura. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Let me have my simple <laughs> pleasure. Yes. Yeah, you want, you want the Abjura as well. Torturer. Okay. Wait. He's uh, trying to do a thing. Torturer. <laughs> there you go. There torturer. it is. Torturer. And then. Yes, with the knives. Fancy. Abjura, the wizard. Yes. Big deck. Big, big. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Oh, halfway through. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> How's your day going? <laughs> Absurd. Yes. And this was placed. The placement is important, you see. For they mean certain things. Well, I didn't know that. I'm a tabaxi. I don't do fortune telling. I don't know. But if you know the I? order, <laughs> then she put this down. I on don't the know. I'm a cat. <laughs> Tabaxi, not a catch, thank you. It's okay, I, I know. <laughs> if so long as this was placed first, the torturer on the left hand the side. The torturer was the first, yes. yes. The torturer was placed on the left side. Then Madam Ava uh, left a gap, and then in the third placement was the abjurer. She actually oh. changed the order. She didn't do the oh. second card, she went straight to right. the third so card. The abjurer is the third. And I can tell you something about these two. If it's not changed from the teachings <laughs> that I have read, then I will give you... Well, let's, let's have Jesper make a check uh, to see how accurate his memory is of the teachings of Madame Ava and like your right. interpretation of the cards. Gotcha. So oh, this no. would be a... 
What is a suitable skill check for Jesper on this one? Not really arcana. History. It'd probably be religion. your ability to, like, interpret. Maybe an insight, I think, insight. because it's like reading the... Yeah, I think an insight check would be what this is. 14. Oh, no, 14. Wait, it did it twice. So, oh. it did, because I think you're doing the advantage thing. That's fine. It's, we just take the 14, it's fine. Um, so the 14, um, yeah, you, you, as far as you know, you can base it on what Madam Ava taught you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and you can interpret those cards as you see fit. Um, right. So, yeah, the torture was in the first placement, and then the abjure was in the third placement. Now, the torturer, the placement of this card is important because it tells us of history. It tells us the knowledge of the ancient that will help us better understand our enemy. Okay? So something to do with history or acquiring of knowledge. And the torture card is a reflection of this. And I need to look into my notes as to what correlation that has with Barovia, but we'll see. Anyway, the uh. second, which is actually the third placement of the card, she did it in a Strange order. Strange order. Mm -hmm. This is a card of power and strength. And it tells of a weapon of vengeance. A sword of sunlight. Interesting. And that has a... The abjurer was drawn on this one. Mm -hmm. Now to continue the reading, I need to first draw... The second. For you see, there are five cards, and they're positioned in a cross. And we have done the two left and right of the cross. I need to do the top, the bottom, and the middle. To complete the Taroka reading. Right? Yes. <laughs> Good. Okay. I'm just going to let you continue, and then if, you know, I, for me, I think this is all based on Jesper, and like maybe things will change, but we don't know. He's getting his money for so, us, isn't he? This one. But before Friends. you draw the next card, Jesper, right. um, well, oh, go we on, go. continue. But, but before you actually draw the card, let me know. I shuffled them first. Okay. She... I need everyone to sit around me as you were oh. in the tent of Madame Ava. I need you okay. all to remember. What you felt at the time, entering her tent, the smells, the okay. atmosphere, her presence. What she said to you, I need to recreate. I need to embody her power and do the reading as it was done. Ismark and Irina fetch one of the tables and they begin pulling the chairs off of it and draping the cloth over it like the tablecloth that Madame Ava had. Um... They kind of arrange it so that everyone can sit down. Okay. Are we all prepared? This yes. time we have the bones of St. Andral. He is hallowed. We are protected. The events of that tragic night, they will not happen again. So try not to focus on what happened after the reading, only what happened before. Before you draw the card, Chris Trot, yeah, you need to roll a d100 for me, please. Ooh. 
Well, you know, Jesper's not fully practiced at doing this yet. So. 29. Okay. Oh, I dropped all so, my cards. Your hand, <laughs> your hand reaches down, touches the deck, and you try and focus your energy, sensing the atmosphere of everyone around you. Try and remember what Madame Ava taught you to let go of your preconceptions of what the future will be and instead allow the fates and the powers of night and, and sun reach out through you and instead allow you to draw into fate's touch the threads of destiny connected you try and make that connection draw your card the traitor this card placed in the top of the cross suggests a powerful force for good and for protection a holy symbol of great hope and this you draw it Jesper but there's something missing that connection to Madame Ava to the, the thread of destiny it doesn't feel the same as when she drew the card you never practiced you, you, you trained a little but never quite there's something not quite right. You're not sure if this reading is, is as accurate as it needs to be. This is not right. We need to focus. Is everyone here with me in the room? Are you focusing? Are there worries and fears? Yes. I... I, I don't really know what to be focusing on. I've never been a part of anything like this before. I'm... I don't know if that's affecting things, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know either, but the best I can tell is we need to embody ourselves before the events of Madame Ava's untimely death. We need to be the people we were in that tent as the reading was happening. None of the events after that, the windmill, the wagon, the shadow of Strahd, that needs to exit your mind, and we need to focus back when we are at the Vistani, and we are hearing that music in the background, the joyful atmosphere. We need to embody that again. I can keep trying. Can I keep trying? <laughs> I don't know. You can. Roll, roll another D100. Okay. That's a six. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> okay. The powerful force. The raven. Has been drawn. I yep, really I'm hope. I'll find it as well. <laughs> in what slot? Uh, the same one. This is still in two. Yeah, it's still in two. Where the fuck are you, raven? Even I can't bloody find it. <laughs> the spirits are, not, are unclear with this one. They are very unclear on this one. I know sure. why. I know why. This is a uh, a king. That's why it's not meant to be there. Wow. Right. Okay. Separated. Ah. 
Oh, so nice. Okay. So I think, um, yes, bro. As you draw the card, you draw. You draw the card. <sighs> this is not right. There is something blocking this. You get the sense that the nature of Madame Ava's death. It's like you need a part of her with you, like some, f- f- you know, some figment of her soul or her her memory or something. There, something is not right, and something is blocking you. You know that the first two, the ones that she drew, are accurate. You you know that those will be true to what they are. Mm. But you need something before the next, before you can complete the reading. Something about Madame Ava, something about her specifically, needs to be resolved or found or something before you can complete this reading. Um, well, the you are you are but an apprentice trying to dabble in the works of a master. I I'm sorry, friends. I am doing her a disservice by trying this reading. It's not quite lining up. I need to hone my skills and find something of Madame Ava a source of her that I can embody and do the reading again but for now we are Mm. stuck with just the two readings that we know for sure is is true and when I what about the blade that took her life oh you have it still yeah, I mean, I was holding it to the skeleton earlier. <laughs> oh, that one. Uh, it might work. It's danger danger. It's also the thing that stopped her from continuing her reading. It may be the thing that could be stopping this whole reading from... <laughs> <laughs> from happening. <laughs> Who knows? I had the sketch that I did of the night that we were there. Did that work? Maybe draw on the energy of that? That could be something. Absolutely. I'll pass over. Yes, but mm-hmm. tear it out and... Thank you. Sure. I, I think I will... Uh, I'll meditate on this and think about my next actions. I, I won't keep us any longer uh, clutching at something that I don't know how to fully grasp yet. For now, we must focus on our first two clues. The historical, the ancient knowledge to better understand our enemy and the weapon of sunlight. The torturer. I... I remember she said something about a house of silent ghosts when she mentioned the torturer. Right. Do you know... If, if that's somewhere here? Can I give that information? Yeah, you Yeah, you can You can interpret that card. Like, you, you can understand her. It's, it's a strange thing, these card readings. You know what the cards mean, but there was something about the way that when Ava would draw... When Ava would draw them, she would almost become aware of what they meant. They have their general meanings... Which you as you as Jesper know their general meanings and you can use that, you know, as a role playing tool if you want to make decisions and things. But when it came to a destiny, when it came to a person's fate, each card could almost reveal a brand new meaning to Ava as she did it. 
but there is you remember the words that she spoke like i'm not going to make chris trot remember them because i know he doesn't but Jesper would remember those those words town that's not well and they match the ones in the book yeah it matches the ones in the book there is a town where all is not well there you will find a house of corruption and within a dark room full of still ghosts Father Lucian seems to kind of prick up as you say, as you read that out to the rest. A town where all is not well. The previous burgomaster of Valaki had a, a phrase, an irritating one that he would often repeat. He was a madman, really, a danger to many, but he had good intentions. He would host festivals almost every week, every month to try and dispel the, the dark presence around Velaki. They would vary. Sometimes it would be a burning of an effigy. One involved parading wolf heads on pikes, uh, children dressed in costumes and ribbons dancing through the streets. But every festival, he would say that all is well, all is well, all is well in Velaki. It's a strange choice of words, and, and as you read them, a town where not all is well, where all is not well, I can't help but think that that is what Valaki has become. Without without the, the previous Burgomaster, that has, that has gone. Hmm. I do not know what this, well, the House of Corruption could easily refer to Wachter, but I must admit that the previous Burgomaster was not entirely clean himself. Perhaps the two of them are a place for you to search? It seems that fate and destiny have drawn us closer to our first clue anyway, friends. Yes. So that's What about the other one, Jesper? The second, the... The, the abjurer. The next one, the wizard. Yes. I see a fallen house guarded by a great stone dragon. And we must look to the highest peak. Well, Father Lucian kind of leans in. Dragon, the only... What was it you said? Stone dragon. Great stone dragon. The only dragon I can think of is... is, There's a, a legend. There's an old mansion... It's haunted spirits are there. There's a legend that a dragon died there long ago. A statue was made in its memory. Argenvost. Argenvostholt, they called it. Oh. A dead place. Yes. It rings a bell. Perhaps you've known of it. I know the Vistani sometimes pass by it. It is not too far from Valaki. I've heard strange tales from some of the Vistani travelers about that place, and they make up scary stories to tell the children. I was one of those children. Mm. But mm. Uh, I don't know of any credibility <laughs> to them. It did mention a... That is the only, that's the only place I can think of that... And it, it, there's, there's only ever been a legend, one legend of a dragon in Barovia. Right. It was Argen Vostholt. Then it must be true. Right. I'm well. beginning to realize that most of the ghost stories here are very much true, so. Yes. It's easier to yes, believe. Certainly, that. my young. 
Yes. Oh, my young lady, they are... These are not just stories meant to frighten children. They are the way that we warn them, that we prepare them for the world that is to come. When we speak of wolves carrying off children in the night, it is not a, it is not merely a, a scary nighttime story. It is a warning. We teach them lessons through these stories, as young Master Jesper here is much aware the Vistani, when we, when we tell them to be careful of women offering treats in the woods, it is because that... Uh, Creatures like hags and witches live there, and they will abduct our children if we let them wander too close. Barovia is not an easy land. It never has been, and as long as the devil lives, it never will be. Yes, unfortunately so. But we're safe here, at least for now. We have a location that we can plan on next. I move. recommend... You do not let Wachta know that you are here, that you have come here on staying here. She wants to get inside, I know. She has not the manpower to do it. Right. She might try and recruit you to destroy the bones of St. Andrew if she believes that you can be corrupted through greed or avarice. Uh, perhaps she may just simply eliminate you, as she tried to do with me. She's a powerful woman, and she has control in Valaki. The three vampires under her command, they are stationed around the town. They only come out at night, but they are powerful, and they have minions of their own. If they were to be destroyed, perhaps Valaki would be able to fight back against Fiona. If she could be eliminated, perhaps this town could at least find some peace. We could free ourselves from under the grip of both... Fiona and Strad, whom she serves. But whilst right. she is in power, this is very much her town. And you should be cautious. Thank you for your help. I think we will... We do need to fix the wagon. If we're going to ah. definitely continue on this journey, we should probably see to it that we fix that before Fiona tries to uh, kill or us, or um, make us, I don't know, try and corrupt us in some way. I think there, that... Yes. There is also the matter of the children and the promise we made them. Yeah. There is. But, yes. It, it depends what we want to do here. Um... Have you heard anything about Your... children in this town being being sent away to a windmill? Uh, no. Uh, I'd heard I'd heard of some children going missing, parents claiming that their children had wandered into the woods. That is not entirely uncommon in Barovia, I must admit, but no, and I've since Fiona since Wachter took over the town, I have been trapped here. I've not been able to leave. I don't know what what things she may have been doing or encouraging, but I, I can't say that I know of people. The, the windmill, I know that there was some women who lived there. They would make pastries to sell. They would come to town occasionally, visit here in Barovia with pastries for sale. I do not know of anything yes, um... of, of children being abducted. Those um, those women 
with the pastries, definitely Hags. So there's definitely something going on. Fiona has has done <sighs> something here. The children are not missing. They are they are gone. They have passed on. And Shadow had I a conversation the with one creature. of them. They're trying mm-hmm. to pass on. Then, then you must see to it. It is done. The lives of such children have must have been. The lives of children in Barovia is miserable at best. If they cannot even have peace in death, then that is truly a tragedy. Do I wish only that know, I had the strength to aid you? Do you know of any names, uh, Rasha and Waldo? Ferro and Vlada, Morgantha, any of these names? I'm afraid I do not, my dear. Mm. I'm afraid that even even before I fled here, I must admit I was mainly in my church trying to console the spirits of the people here. I was not a... I did not have many friends or indulge in much gossip. I had a solemn duty and one I tried to perform as best as I could, but I could only do so much. Mm. It seems to be that in, terms of in your... all of these scenarios, Fiona is is the problem and has encouraged the behavior. So, like you say, yes, if, if I imagine so. we can perhaps take out her three vampires and herself, well. then... That would certainly do a I lot offer this you time. this. I offer you this, my dear. If you truly seek to end Strahd, Fiona is his ally. Whatever you can do here, you would rob him of a powerful ally and many of his dark servants. And he seems disinterested in this place of late. He has not returned here in many nights, many days. This may be your best chance to rob him of such allies. With regards to your wagon, I am afraid that the only man I knew who could have helped was the old coffin maker, but sadly, he was the one who had stolen the bones of St. Andrew, or hired Milovich to do it. And they slew each other in the night of Fiona's bloody murder. Afraid he is dead. Perhaps the toy maker. Perhaps he has a, a he has a good hand for tools and engineering. But I'm afraid I we do not have much of a carpenter anymore. But he does. Right. Well, friends, do we rest? Yes, we should. We... we should rest. You should rest and decide what you wish to do. I'm going to take Irina upstairs, and we're going to lay down for a little bit, I think. And I suggest perhaps you find some time to do the same. Ismark okay. kind of gives you a nod. Yeah. What My sort friends. of um, time is it now? It's going to be like... You kind of got here about just after midday, I think, because of the travel time... Yeah, you're going to be looking at sort of like coming into like late afternoon. Um, yeah, Irina and his mark basically head upstairs. There's like a little wooden staircase that leads to a second floor. Um, Lucian probably asks for a bit more food and then will kind of 
potter off into a corner and fall asleep, clutching his mason, his holy symbol. Uh, the bones of St. Andrew just stand in the middle of the room and just occasionally turn to look at you all, but don't say or do anything else. Well, friends, uh, that wagon battle took a lot out of me, so I will take my leave now and rest. <laughs> Unless there's other important matters we need to discuss. I think this is a good time for all of us to have a rest. Right. This is the first safe place that we've been in since arriving. I can't Zeros. even remember how long ago that was now. Something to say? Oh no, nothing. I'm just totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Easy for some. <laughs> yeah. Well, Xeros doesn't have to take a rest. If everybody else has taken a rest, Xeros doesn't have to. You can take what? Is it a short rest we're all taking or or long? Um, I like to take a long one because I want like 5 HP okay. or something. Ah. Uh, yeah. 9 HP. Spell slots? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, yeah, feeling that cleric long, long spell slot. Like I'm missing the warlock short rest spell slot in now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like god damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, gonna make no, it really I'm missing weird. a barbarian. Do you want to rest? Uh, no, I can keep going. It's fine. Yeah. I'll make it clear to the, the party that this could be mm-hmm. the best chance of a good sleep we're going to get in a long time, especially if we're going to cause unrest in Valaki. Three vampires. Three. Three vampires. Three. Did anyone else yeah. hear that three? She, yes. She has three. More vampires. Yes. And had One was bad enough. Uh, and clockwork soldiers. And devils. Clockwork. Yes, fiends yeah. from another. And undead husband. That was one too, yes. Yep. Yes, and I think the hell, general... He wasn't, he wasn't undead. He wasn't undead. Mm. Okay, fine. If it helps, I accidentally wrote dragons instead of vampires, so it could be worse. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean... Okay... <laughs> And again, also, I've summoned, I've summoned dragons into a campaign before. Yep. Yeah. Yes. We true. still haven't forgiven you for that, by the I way. No. I know. <laughs> so, so anybody who wants to take a long rest, yeah, can just yeah, you guys can just take one. Like, Bam. you can do that. Uh, who is not taking a long rest? Is anybody not taking a long rest? What do you guys want to do during your long rest? It doesn't have to be sleeping. You could literally be just taking like eight hours to like sit there and chat and do nothing. Like you, it doesn't have to be like I will sleep now. Um, if there's plans you want to make, if there's discussions you want to have, if there's topics on your mind, if you want to get um, Lucian did say that he can potentially identify stuff for you. So I got I got some yeah, RP. But- Okay. Yeah, you sure. go ahead, Tom. Well, you first, Tom. Thomas. I was just going to say, just get the um, any magic items we've got, because I've got, like, Irene, I say Irina's ring. <laughs> the ring. Um, the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also <laughs> the, the dagger. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. If that silver bracelet, that wasn't magical, was it? That was just a silver bracelet, it which you've not. given away anyway. And also, Zeke gave it up to the Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah she gave it. it up to the Raven. Yeah. Raven's got I mean, it now. Can, That's the Raven's can identify those. <laughs> cool. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so does what does Xeros? I mean, yeah, let's play it through. So Xeros goes over to Father Lucian, 
Um, he's kind of sleeping, but it doesn't take too much to wake him. As soon as you walk near him, he's like, Ah, yes, Xeros was it your friends called you. Uh, can I help you? These are magical. I don't know why. Yes, no, I, I felt them. Uh, it is uh, not uncommon for a being to sense power in a thing, a magical properties. Uh, yes, uh, I can help analyze them for you if you if you wish. Uh... I'll just hand them to him. Zeros <laughs> yeah. is the best character you've ever made. <laughs> I, I mean, know, got Bertie. He, he takes the ring first and he holds it and he's like, I feel an over a sadness, a melancholy with this. As if it never accomplished what it was meant to do. He holds up his holy symbol and he kind of closes his eyes. Morning Lord, may your light shine truth and reveal to me the secrets of this enchanted relic. Close his eyes for a moment. Um, you see his, he passes you the ring back. This ring, when you wear it, will protect you uh, grant you additional protection against things such as spells or blows. It is a wedding band, though I do not know for who. And when you are separated from whether it is the person who it was meant for, or perhaps the person it was meant to be wed to, there is a sadness to it. Uh, I've added that to your inventory. What was the inscription? And this, to my dear brother. Yes, to my dear brother. Okay. And this, and he gestures to the to the blade. Ah, uh, uh, I can already tell that this thing is foul. Yes, he chants the same prayer. And this time he convulses. As he finishes the prayer, he drops the knife. <gasps> that is a thing of wickedness, a blade of evil, crafted in the forges of fire and hatred, envy and jealousy and sin. It is. It has a name. Dragon Man is called the Blade of Nessus. It is forged in a place. It is forged in in hell, created by a being of untold evil and power, a being that I have that I could not even name or understand. It is magical. It will cut through steel and flesh easier, and it is. Chanted with brimstone and hell flame that you can summon against your foes. There is something more. Five names were etched upon this blade, though I cannot read them. One has been scored through. Four remain. When this blade strikes those creatures, their soul is sent to that place, to the place that this blade was made. I have added that to your inventory, Tom. 
Interesting. Uh, Cast uh, it into the fire! Listen, when you, when you <laughs> hold it, you understand. You, you get the same knowledge he does when you hold it, so you can read the description and you, you know everything that the item says. I can uh, read Abyssal, so can I read the names yeah. on it? No, there are no names on the blade. When you look at it, there is nothing inscribed on it. Ooh. It's almost like they are magically inscribed into its essence. Spooky. Spooky. Right. Okay, I'll <laughs> pick up the two items, say thank you while holding up the ring, and then slowly turn away, and then like turn back, and then sort of lift the dagger a bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then walk off. <laughs> Aww. Be careful. Such a thing was not meant for the hands of anyone of good intentions. Calls out to you as you make your way back. Who said I had good intentions? Uh, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't know who who what Xeros is about. Uh, but yeah, there you go. You have a, a strange wedding band. Who does? <laughs> and the blade of Nessus. Cool. Oh, uh, anyone else? Anything else for anybody else? Tom's got a cool thing he can look at. Go on, Shadow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Can I um, sort of curl up next to Rose? And um, I guess as we're sort of settling down for a rest and just be like, Rose, my dear, how are you feeling after dealing with those dire wolves, given, you know, that? One got away. It's not ideal. But... At least there was no death this time. It didn't feel like I was any less angry, though. Yes, I think peace for you will come with time. Uh, You realize we are probably going to meet actual werewolves here, yes? The thought has crossed my mind. I don't think that a place like this would, would... I'd look at Mark's smile. God's sake. A place like this has a lot of horrible creatures around. I'm just hoping that we can delay the inevitable, or at least that we'll be more prepared when we do encounter any. I wouldn't want anyone here, anyone ever, to be a victim of them. What happened to Ben shouldn't happen again. I think with your wisdom and knowledge on the subject, I feel safer than most that we would give them a struggle. I feel safe with you here. I am glad. And I with you, I think that... We just have to keep our wits about us. This place clearly is... You can trust no one here. I trust this group of people, but I still don't fully understand the rest of them. The the dragons are quite quiet. I think that... Yes, I don't quite understand their relationship. Brothers and sisters, not brothers and sisters. Dragons. Perhaps, or 
I don't know. Seems Xeros has, has a protective nature towards her at least, and that's the main thing. No matter mm. his feelings there, he is devoted to protecting. So, <laughs> glaring. I think, um, I think he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, now he's on. just looking at that dagger like it's some, something very strange. Yeah, also, that doesn't that. S- strike me as very healthy, does it? <laughs> Not entirely, but um, let's just keep aware and and always be vigilant and if you hear any other creatures or if we hear any other stories it's likely to be true here so mm. keep your wits about mm. you I know you always do yes but keep your spirits up Rose I will try my best get some rest okay. anything from anything from anybody else Anyway, you want to take five, think, um, take a few minutes? I think Zeke would like to, um, in her own way, thank the, um, thank the, the spirit that brought, I guess, that led her here. Like, thank the skeleton okay. and to thank the dude and just to make sure everybody's feeling good. So I'm just going <laughs> to okay. start dancing around. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to... Just like, just... Like, little, it's like a prayer to like Lyra and as a way to say thanks. Uh-huh. Just sure. very loose, just yeah. Just dancing around. What, what is that? I think that like, now? yeah. <laughs> you possessed? kind of watch Aziki You watch Aziki begins kind of moving around the room and it's graceful, right? It, it's quite a graceful um uh, very happy kind of sense of, of somebody just kind of letting their emotions go that kind of like almost like watching a child just kind of playing there's like a, there's an unabashed uh, joy to it um, and the skeleton like the bones of St. Andrew watch for a time um, it seems to follow your movements and then it slowly makes its way over towards you Ziki each bone kind of creaking as the pulsing light kind of emanates from it and it just stops in front of you as you're dancing, and it just is kind of standing, waiting, looking at you. Uh, do you <laughs> want to dance as well? Oh, she's too pure. And it holds, it holds up a hand, and then it holds up its other hand. Ah, <gasps> this is the best day ever. Its bones, it, its bony fingers grip around your claws as you feel this kind of dull, flaky texture. And then it kind of pulls you into more of like a waltzing kind of dance. It kind of pulls you into almost like a, a waltzing position. One hand sort of like kind of gently holding at the side and then the other holds it out. And then it just begins to very gently sway. It doesn't dance much. Its, mo- its body doesn't even seem capable of movement in that regard, there's a sense of, of like a like a, a dance it barely remembers, something that it learned long, long ago, and it doesn't show any emotion. It's just a blank skull that looks down into your own eyes. It's empty sockets looking at you, but it has the movements of this quite gentle, very soft waltz. Um, it gently rotates you round, um, and you hear the floorboards squeaking as the two of them move around. Uh, the bony toes of the skeleton wrapping 
uh, on the on the floorboards. Um, and then after a few moments, it just kind of stops. It takes a step back and it performs a very slow and gentle bow. And then it just turns and walks away, making its way to the corner of a room where it sits and just stares dead straight. Oh, it's so cool! <laughs> that is both unsettling and strangely beautiful that she can find joy anywhere. And, yeah. But I admire her for that. This is the skull fine. Turns and looks, the skull turns and looks towards Xeros and then up towards one of the hilts of his swords again. <laughs> I'll appease it. If uh, Zeke's going to appease it by yeah. giving it a dance, then I'll appease it by drawing a sword for it. Do you draw the sword um, and what? You hand it to him? You hand it to the skeleton? I'll sort of hold it one hand around the handle so it can't just take it away from me, right? <laughs> um, but like, I'm holding it out to him. It wraps one bony hand around the hilt. You can feel it kind of tugging. Not hard to take it away from you, but you can tell that it wants to hold it properly. Puts another hand on the blade. Weapon. Good. Good feeling. Strong. Again. You can see its bony grip tightens on the grip and it tugs a little bit harder wanting to hold fully hold it can i feel some sort of like like some power from this thing like like it used to be i mean the way that it walks and the way that it holds itself you're a soldier right you're like he's actually xeros is a soldier he's a served soldier yeah yeah uh in that case i think that um Uh, I'm just checking something about St. Andrew. Actually, give me that. I can insight it if you want. No, I don't think you need to. I was just, I'm just checking something for my own benefits, because obviously this isn't my own law, so I just want to make sure I don't completely cock it up. Um, but yeah, I St. think Andrew that you get the dance. sense that... Since Andrew never danced, that's true. I did just make that up. So yeah, it, it's um, <laughs> you get the sense that this creature, you don't sense power from it or anything like that, but you can tell that it knows how to, like, hold a weapon. Like, this, you know, the way that it's, you know, holding the blade, the way that it was even moving with Ziki and stuff like that. Like, this is... These are the bones of something that remembers how to fight. Um, and the way right. that it kind of holds the sword reverently, you kind of get the sense of, like... Yeah, it's longing to have a weapon in its hands again. It's longing for that sense of power that you know. You, you feel this is another warrior... There's a difference between walking around and then there's a difference between holding a weapon. Like, you mm. feel safer, you feel stronger, you feel like you can fight off what you need to, and you get that sense that that's why this thing is drawn to one of your blades. It wants to feel that way again. Or at least have some sort of, like, maybe it's a maybe it's just going through the motions, maybe it can't feel that thing, but it's somehow drawn to it. You don't know, it's a weird skeleton thing. You don't really understand Undead. <laughs> I mean, I think I understand like the, the the grief of not being what he wants to be and mm. uh, the knowledge of being a fighter that it can't be or whatever uh, and how mm. powerful it is to have a sword and be, well, a warrior. 
So mm. I'll let go of the sword and like, it holds it in back. place for a second. As soon as you step out of range, its bone comes down to the the grip, and it takes a two handed grip, and then it whoosh, snaps the sword up. Takes a few practice swings, and they're precise. You know, these are precise cutting motions. A little bit robotic. There's no natural kind of movement to it. It's very kind of, and then it kind of puts it down, and it puts it on the ground, holding it in front of it. Good blade. Can I? And then you see. Can I bring out like one of my swords and hold it in the same position, and then say? Mm -hmm. How about a different kind of dance? Oh. Oh, boy! Risk. And it kind of seems to look around the room, the close quarters, Zeke and some of the others, uh, you know, in the room with you. Risk. Not, it just I'm not puts the sword. <laughs> no, but it flips. It kind of flips the sword back, and it kind of offers it back to you. Um, okay, I'll sheath my one. Take that one back. <laughs> Here's one. Um, the blank skull. Yeah, and then I'll. Yeah, that sword that he had. I'm going to rest it on the wall mm. where he was, and then okay. leave it there and sit in the uh, other corner of the room. Okay. It turns, it sees you leave it there, and then it turns back, and just there's a, a slight nod of its skeletal head in your direction. Uh, Lucian looks over to you. Father Lucian is like, St. Andrew was a, was a holy warrior when he was alive. It's said that he, he and some other priests of the Morning Lord, they marched up to Castle Ravenloft intent to slay the devil himself. Many of the others, Strahd, turned into spawn, vampire spawn, servant vampire. But his battle with St. Andrew was so fierce that he incinerated him, melted the flesh from his body, leaving nothing but the bones. So defiant was Sir Andrew in his last moments that the Morning Lord offered one last protection, the bones were cast out into the moat that surrounds the castle, each inscribed with a holy prayer to the Morning Lord. You are to give him that weapon. Perhaps when you need it, uh, they will come and assist you once more as a warrior. I look forward to it. Nods his head. Anything from anybody else? He is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> if not, then uh, yeah. Uh, you guys stay in the inn for about eight hours. So by the time you guys finish your long rest, we are looking at into the evening. Night you time, can hear... best time. <laughs> it is the best time. You don't hear the baying of wolves, the howling of wolves. You don't hear the sound of bats or of mysterious visitors. Uh, <laughs> instead, around midnight, 
you begin to hear singing. Distant, echoing, but you hear singing. And through the tiny slats of the windows that where they've been boarded up, you can kind of look through them. You can see a procession of Barovian citizens dressed in clothing, uh, carrying flaming torches, uh, led by Lady Fiona Wachter and her husband, Nikolai, make their way through the town and seem to be going somewhere. And there is a joy, there is a kind of like, you know, singing and uh, clapping. Anybody who's looking can make a perception check. Anybody who wants to. I wasn't resting, so I guess I will. Sure. Yeah, I'll take a peep. Take a little peep. Oh, Sixteen. Stirring awake at this point, and just like, so what's, you're not going to, yeah. What is this what sound? What is happening? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, look at that. Oh, that twenty. Natural twenty. So you you all three see stuff, but it's it's different levels of detail, right? So everybody, Shadow, uh, Ziki, and, and Mistan. You can see that the procession, um, most of them are carrying torches, but not everybody. Some of them are carrying um, kind of like very shallow bowls and long knives kind of resting in the bowls themselves. And they appear to be carrying those. Um, Zeros and Ziki, you notice that quite a few faces amongst the crowd do not want to be there, but they are pretending that they are happy to be there. They're doing that thing of like singing along, like looking like like they're smiling, and then as soon as like like attention's not on them, it's like glum, desperate looking faces. Um Zeke, you notice on several of the, the Barovian citizens carrying the bowls and the knives and some of the torchbearers thin scars all along their wrists and arms as if they've been cut multiple times by a blade um, decorate their hands you also spot uh, Fiona's husband Nikolai Um, you saw him when you first came in and he had this kind of shouldered cape over one arm this kind of large very muscular looking handsome fellow the wind catches the cape for just a moment before he snatches it and pulls it back down and you see that in place of an arm is an enormous, grotesque claw, like a, the arm of a demon itself uh, projects from his torso and ends in a huge misshapen claw, and he quickly covers it back up again as he continues making his way along with uh, the procession. Um, and they appear to be headed in the direction of a little church at the top of a hill. Uh, that's what you guys said. Um- could, yes. Would Would Shadow know anything? Knowing a bit about religion, would Would she know anything about Ruby Rod? Can I roll a check? You can make a religion check. You can make a religion check. Absolutely. Let's see. I would You're like going to know some stuff. I'll, I'll definitely give you some stuff, but I kind of want to see what you you learn. I rolled a nine. Oh, well, you're not good at religion, are you? Well, well you're going to know some stuff. <laughs> you're going to know Ow. some stuff just because you are a person. It I'm definitely a person, rings yes. a bell. Well, you're a you're a priest as well. Definitely rings a bell. Um, you, it's you're trying to rack through your brains like, what does Ruby? What is it? It's it's related to something, and then it kind of clicks. The bowls, the knives, 
the name, the mention of devils, it suddenly all clicks into place. And you remember that the ruby rod is an artifact wielded by Asmodeus. King of the Nine Hells, Lord of the Nine Hells, ruler of all devils, only recently became a god. And you and you know this because Shah, at one point, there was a bit of a conflict between um, yeah. the followers of Shah, Netheril, and some followers of Asmodeus. Um, the chosen of Asmodeus, a, a tiefling woman in particular, uh, had some conflicts with Shah several years ago, um, and that was maybe something that you you became aware of. Um, uh, a, a very troublesome tiefling who had a twin. Uh, was caused a lot of problems for Asmodeus, and yeah, he's the the servants of Asmodeus have maybe always kind of been at conflicts with Shah. Sometimes you might like they work together. Sometimes they don't. Generally, I don't think any of your order would have worked with him. A hundred percent, you know, your order wouldn't. But you know of them at least. Yeah. And yes, Asmodeus is Lord of the Nine Hells. He is the god of god of devils and and all sorts and bargains, contracts especially. Yeah, and that's you. You can't remember the exact details. You know the ruby rod has something to do with contracts, but you just remember that yeah, devils are all about their contracts and and deals. They love making deals. Do do do, bringing in oh, some elements dear. of my other favorite campaign. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh dear, the... dear, dear, dear. Um, how religious, apart from Zeke, I can tell you're full of it, like, yes, religious, yes. Um, how, how, uh, up to date are you all with your religion, your pantheon of gods, your knowing of hell, who rules it? Hmm. I have a feeling you're about to tell us about hell and who rules it. Well... It's ruled by a very lovely chap by the name of Smodius. He's a devil, quite powerful, happens to wield an artifact called the Ruby Rod. Might be here. Bloodletting. Oh, oh. so oh. he that is the sense. other devil that Fiona is following then. I would hazard a guess, yes, Ruby Rod. That mm. can't be possible. This is a, no. a place of Strad. He controls it. How can a different place? I've never be- heard of. Uh, yes. Uh, at this point, like Lucian, Ismark, and Irene are also with you, and um, Lucian looks very confused. Ismark is like. Uh, these uh, I've never heard of the gods from your realm having any much much influence or power here. Even the, uh, I know that some travelers have arrived before, but uh, this is, as Jesper says, this is a realm of Strad. Perhaps the Morning Lord and the Night Mother have some power here, but uh, no one else. Well, perhaps Strad made a deal with the devil. That's what Asmodeus does. He makes deals, he makes bargains. It's clear Fiona has made some sort of bargain. Uh, 
I do not believe that Strahd would ever serve someone else. No, it is below him. (laughs) Is it not? He is the devil of this plane of existence. He would not need to call on another. He's not a god, though, surely. Cyrus, do you know anything about this? The dagger. It's from (laughs) Asmodeus. (laughs) There you go. Well, One thing I actually I completely I completely forgot about this this I completely <laughs> forgot to fucking mention this the hilt <laughs> of the dagger um, it has a very strange pommel in that it's like a it's like a puzzle it's like three um, r- metal rings that can rotate and twist and three triangles that can rotate and twist as well um, I completely forgot to mention that detail about the knife so <laughs> I don't know what it means. <sighs> Hellraiser ring, uh, puzzle, I mean, yeah, puzzle block, what? Hey, uh... Um, I would also like to mention that I know that Nikola guy, he seemed kind of weird, right? We can all agree on that? He's he's a bit weird. Mm. Yes. Um, Unless he's had some some kind of terrible curse or affliction, um, he has, I, I glimpsed, he has, like, this claw on? I saw him oh. just now. Like this awful, terrible, like, crustacean like appendage. It's very odd. Oh, well, that honest, sounds he demonic. He might just like the look of it. This could be part of the, the ritual that brought him back. We knew that, right? That was told to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Father Lucian at this point is just like, as a point, that that, that is not Nikolai's body. I mentioned he was brought back. Nikolai died years ago. We thought him dead and buried, but it turns out that Fiona had been preserving him. See. When she when she took over the town, the previous burgomaster had a servant, a deranged man with a curse, cursed arm. That servant's name was Isaac. Isaac, Isaac, not Isaac, Isaac. Fiona captured Isaac, took him to her house, and then the next day, she revealed him as Nikolai. He spoke with Nikolai's voice, but not with his soul. See. Ah. Nikolai was a good, he was a good man. I knew him when he was alive. He wanted what was best for Valaki, and he wanted his family protected. He was a good soul, but Fiona is ambitious. She has long coveted the favor of Strahd. And I fear that, yes, the the person, the thing that she now claims is Nikolai is but a, a dark echo. It is not a good distraction, friends, if we are to pursue something, go hunting without being seen. If most of the town is in the center, we could use this to our advantage. Ismark slaps you on the back, Jesper, and it's just like, that is an excellent idea, Jesper. Yes, uh, this this Wachtel woman and her, her cronies are at the church. This is... We could explore. We could try and find this 
the the card, the card that pointed you to to your clue, perhaps, or we could find this toy maker to fix the wagon or something. That that is an excellent idea. Then let's go. I knew I could count on you, friend. And he he puts his hand on your shoulder, like I knew I could count on you. Well, let's let's keep focused. And let's also keep keep an eye out for three vampires who may well not be with the rest of the town right now. Read. I wish I knew where they were. I could advise you, but I do not. Yes, go on. My insight is Mark. That seemed a little bit odd to me. Just because it seems like he's desperate to not go and follow these people. Sure. Um, 18. How do I? Ah, I was going to try and like message you. Oh, I can do it in uh, in thingy chat. Can I? No. I was going to try and like privately message you so that then only you would know. But I can't think of a way to do that. So uh, I'll yeah, just, just I have to privately voice what's it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I could watch that. No, it's fine. Um, no, I, you watch is Mark, and no, it doesn't. That you you don't get a sense that there's anything untoward. In fact, like looking at him, it's more that like he genuinely appreciates like Jesper's taking a forward thinking with this. Like he's he looks at Jesper like really fondly. Like ah, this is a man I can trust. This is somebody who wants to to do what I want to do. Like you get the sense that he feels a kinship towards Jesper. And he wants to encourage him and is like, ah, oh, great idea, buddy. You know, great idea. That kind of vibe. Okay. I mean, if, if with an 18, I don't see... I'm not going to go to the church because I am Asmodeus, then fine. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Trust me, Tom, if Ismark is Asmodeus, you've got some big fucking problems. Yeah. And an insight check ain't going to help you. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> It's the long game. I, I appreciate <laughs> that you thought I could be that clever and manipulative, but no, that's you don't get it, the, it that just, sense. It just seemed odd. It just seemed odd that he was yeah, just maybe. like, sure. yeah, good idea. We're not going anywhere near that fucking place. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that, like he is saying that because he sees that as like, that's fucking risky and I don't want to, like, we don't need to go there. We should yeah, go right. and, and you know, investigate the other stuff, like... Yeah, as long as he's not veering us from the correct path, that's cool. Well, I mean, he might be. You don't know. It might if be he that he's doing Asmodeus. that completely unintentionally. Yeah. Like if he, uh, yeah, if he, he was Asmodeus, surely he'd, he'd want us there. He'd want us in the middle of it, like joining in. No, I don't, Hail yeah. Satan. Genuinely, was Asmodeus. The only way to no. find out is to stab um, him with that dagger. If it's yeah. Asmodeus, he, it wouldn't hurt him. <laughs> it's true. Mm. Um, Can I quick? No, you get the sense like. So the thing is, Tom, is all you can tell is that he's earnest in what he's saying. Maybe going maybe going to somewhere else is the wrong move, and he is going to lead you astray, but not intentionally. Because NPCs right. don't know everything. Just because Mark does yeah. doesn't mean the NPCs are like, this is the correct way to go, my friend. It, the NPC is just living out what the NPC sees as the best idea. Yeah, no, um, that's what I mean. I, it... it... Yeah, that's why I was inciting it because it just sounded like he was oh. encouraging as a means to then say, "Yeah, no, don't go to that place where you'll find all my secrets." Um, stop, stop, no, stop. he's not doing yeah. that. He's 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 being genuine in that he thinks that what Jasper said is a really good fucking idea. He's like, "Okay, that's a fucking great idea. We should do that." Okay, yeah, he, you can see that he looks very fondly at him. 
He looks very fondly okay. at him. Like he, he's like you see a kind Mark, of like I want to be look, friends with this guy. You've never given us a reason to trust anyone ever in any campaign ever ever. <laughs> so forgive us when we when we. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. Keep keep trusting Irina. So that's fine. Just you know, mistrust yeah, isn't. Trust, trust, trust the one with the bite marks. <laughs> yes, yeah, fine. I just like. We did insight check though. At least yeah. we're actually doing insight yeah, checks, oh, yeah. guys. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's a shame that from... Ismark's wearing a ring of mind shielding, which prevents any. Please, could you guide us to uh, the Burgermaster's whereabouts, uh, the, the residence? <gasps> uh, I, I, I must admit my own cowardice I'm not sure if I'm in a state to leave I'm still quite weak and weary and... Oh, you can only point us in the right direction so that we don't leave ah. town yes yes uh, my apologies I, I just do not feel I, I'm in any place to leave well, safety of course. Is the sanctuary but yes of course uh, do you wish to head now when you say burgomasters do you mean Fiona's townhouse or do you mean the previous burgomaster I don't know which way the card is trying to sway us. I don't know if it... I think if if we take into consideration what um, Shadow had mentioned about the ghosts in a place that mm. I think the old Burgermaster is, a, is potentially somewhere that we should look towards. There may be spirits there that that have something to do with it. And that did come from Madame Ava, the the town where all is not well silent ghosts yes sounds like a good idea it's also less dangerous right now so it's a good place to start probably less devils roaming around in her basement all right uh where is that loose father lucian uh yes i I just i'm thinking for a moment as i try and remember where it is (laughs) Uh, in relation in relation to the church Yes, uh, my memory is not what it once was. Let us see. We are here at the <laughs> at the inn, and yes, yes. it is uh, two streets um, in, in, to the south. Uh, on the corner, there are trees uh, around it. You will see it. It is a large estate, um, but but two streets south, uh, follow down the curved road, and and you will find it. Thank you. Uh, Mark, where are we on this map right now? So, <laughs> so uh, I can actually kind of reveal some stuff. So, uh, you are here. You are at N two, um, and okay. the Burgermaster's Mansion. Burgermaster's Mansion is here at N three. Oh. So you can see if you go head south and follow where's, the curved road, it's about uh, two roads south. Right. Where's the church? Uh, the church is. Uh, go find Ruby it. Rod. Uh, church is N1, so it's over here. Uh, so you need to Away scroll to a little the... bit. It's on the far uh, west. Uh, it's on the yeah. far western side of town. So yeah, you see the procession going down this main road is where you saw them heading towards the church. How far are they right now? Oh, like within a few moments, they're they're far, and you know they're they're not going to see you if you leave the inn at this point. Okay, then let us, uh, I say we go. Okay. 
Straight for the Do old Burgermasters. Shall Irina and I accompany you? Uh, we're more than happy to come and lend you our, our swords if you need us. I think the more uh, the merrier. Sure. So the long the as we can the all better. stay silent, stealthy, keep out of sight. We'll do our best. Right. Let's go. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. And then you guys make your way out. Uh, it's a little bit early, but that is an ideal place to end the episode, just because mm. uh, then I can next next week we can actually have it start with you guys making your way to the Burgomaster's Mansion and infiltrating it and stuff yeah. like that. Um, perfect. That was a good stopping point. Um, cool. Nice. Good episode, everybody. Awesome. Do you guys enjoy oh, there is it? Just was it a fun? Ton of yeah. lore. You have to say yes. Yeah. You have to say yes. Well, a lot of it. A lot of it. Obviously, it has been. Man, yeah, skeleton you like awesome. uh, the bone. I really <laughs> like the skeleton. So, creepy. Yeah. So I want to clarify on that. So the, where it came from, I mentioned this a little bit last week, but I saw some confusion on it. So when Trot ran this for myself, Harry, Mike, and Smith, Harry was playing a necromancer who stole those bones from underneath the church and animated them. Yeah. And the rest of us were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, because it protects the church and everything. And, he, and he, it became like his companion and we took it on our adventure with us and stuff like that. And it was such a cool idea. I thought it was such a cool visual that these mm. holy bones were like walking around and <laughs> still had this, like, you know, this, this echo of everything. the spirit. That's great. Ah, uh, it was, yeah, he had to like, it dressed it up in like a cloak and he bought yeah. armor for it. And, but he, he <laughs> thought of it as a real person. Like he, his necromancer Aww. character was just like, no, it's a real person. You have to treat it as a real person. And like, it became Aww. this whole thing. It was fucking great. It was, it was so cool. And I loved it so much. I was like, well, I want to throw in a little, little reference to that. Little and, throw a little uh, bone. Nice. Throw a bone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he got him. Yeah, he got him. Yeah, no, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you like that. Cause that was Arnold Schwarzenegger style, like handshake between Xeros and, but one of the bones is just, <laughs> just a little bony arm. Yeah. yeah. What's the matter? Lucian uh, got you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, we will be back on Sunday. We're going to let Kim go to bed. We'll be back on Sunday for Eroes. We're back this Sunday. Spread the word. Um, stay safe. We love you. Take care. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Wash your damn hands, you nasties. Bye, y'all.